Hey mamas, and welcome to the Entering Motherhood podcast. If you're here for this, if you're as pumped up as I am and searching for that fire that you know is deep inside of you, then let's go. Let's uncover what it truly means to enter motherhood. You are a rock star. I believe in you. Let's doula this. Let's crank it up a notch and let's kick it into high gear together. Hello, mamas. I have something a little different for you today. I actually had the opportunity to guest appear on another podcast called Time in the Studio with Sarah Marie Miller. This episode was really fun to record, so I hope you enjoy it and uh, let me know what you think about doing this kind of way of doing the podcast. I've been guesting on a lot of other podcasts out there and I've been sharing them on social media, but I think this is a really fun way to highlight those episodes and get you to have a chance to listen to them and get kind of a sneak peek of what their episodes are about by also just staying here and listening in. So enjoy. I am so honored and delighted to have on the podcast today, Sarah Marie Bilger, and she is another Sarah Marie. She's also really interested in postpartum and also has a podcast called Entering Motherhood that is fantastic and jam-packed with juicy episodes that can be really supportive for anyone in their parenting journey. So Sarah, Sarah Marie, thank you so much for being here and for the resources you're creating. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here and really just get chatting. Yes, I know, me too. So I'm curious, let's just dive in. What brought you into the postpartum world? Because I feel like it's a special niche and it's always interesting to know like what draws people to this really special time of supporting families. Yeah. Yeah. So my journey started almost, I guess, four years ago. My daughter was born through an unplanned cesarean and I had literally thought I was doing all of the things. I was, you know, taking a birth class. I had a doula. I was, you know, learning what I thought I needed to learn and prepping how I thought I needed to prep. And sure enough, after a very long labor, we needed to have a cesarean. So, and I guess knowing what I know now, that need for a cesarean might have been a little questionable, but Mm. it was something that we chose in that time. And it's something that I've had to do a lot of processing and recovering from along my own personal journey. And then in that process is when, you know, like I started my podcast and I really started talking to people and finding all these resources to help me along my motherhood journey, because I was like, there's no way it should be this hard. And there is just so much knowledge that we're not exposed to on a day-to-day basis. So I really started, you know, meeting with all these people. Like I met people in person for coffee that I had never known before. And I was just like, this is so cool. And so like getting involved with the birth community in the area and really just finding other people online and in other places exposed me to all of this. And I just became a complete like birth nerd, like everything in there. And I was like, I need to follow this because something's there and it lights me up. And obviously there's a reason that I'm so interested in all of this material. So that really kind of like propelled me into where I am now. And I just had, well, I say just, but it's been a year now. My son, he was born by an unmedicated VBAC. So, wow. So you've had a wide (laughs) spectrum of experiences. Yes. Two very different birth experiences and two very different postpartum experiences. So I think, 
you know, learning all that I have, I can confidently say like each birth is different, each baby's different. And each time we fall into this motherhood experience all over again. So it's <laughs> been like crazy, but I've, I've really loved all of it. And I enjoy learning as much as I possibly can about motherhood. Oh, such a beautiful journey. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. And it is just this amazing kind of portal and there's just so much potential there in the postpartum, in preparing for motherhood and postpartum. Like there's just this, it's this juicy time. I oftentimes, I oftentimes hear about people that start podcasts either like while they're pregnant or, you know, as they're about to give their give birth to their baby or right after like there's just this it's this creative floodgates just seem to open and yeah. healing through so many dimensions happens at that yeah. time too i mean it can be painful and not always sunshine and rainbows but it's transformative regardless yeah and i think if you're willing to be open to that experience and you're willing to receive like what's really happening to you i think it makes it that much cooler of an experience because mm. i think you know like there's friends that i talk to about this kind of stuff and they're like okay yeah like it's just you're a mom like you know and they're not as i would say like open to what is being presented to us and sometimes like i feel unique in that experience but then i you know find people that are willing to dive a little deeper get more you know woo woo about it and and really just try to understand and let their curiosity go with this motherhood experience and really see like what is happening here yeah oh so incredible and it makes me think just i have some curiosity around you mentioned briefly that there were such dramatic differences in your pregnancy, birth, and postpartum for both babes. I'm curious if there's anything you want to share there. And I feel like the your journey with a VBAC is really powerful and potent too, because that's something that I think a lot of times women get scared away from even exploring that option, mm -hmm. but it can be so empowering if it's if it works for them, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think with my cesarean, it was something that I now understand as I almost like need it to experience to have such an appreciation for like what birth can become. So it's a weird concept of like kind of, I think if I didn't have that unplanned cesarean, I wouldn't be where I am today. And I wouldn't have such a curiosity and like a drive for wanting to have an unmedicated vaginal birth. I think, you know, I went into it just kind of like, oh, okay, like I'm going to have a baby, like walk into the hospital, do the things that you're supposed to do. And when that didn't happen, I was just kind of like, propelled down a path of like, why isn't this happening? And I was very like rigid and controlled with how things were going to go. And even like in the postpartum period. And I think it is too, a little bit of that like first time mom syndrome kind of thing that was going on compared to now. But even in like the very early months of that like over hyper anxiety feelings and everything, I look back at it now and I'm just like, like, what, like, why was I like worried about all these little things? But I think it's just something that like, you know, we kind of go through and I think like I kind of went through it in a hyper state so that I could see and understand those feelings a little bit more so that I can hopefully, you know, help other moms if they're feeling those same things. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like there's so much perfectionism in our culture and like getting it right, whatever that may be in our mind. And so I definitely see sometimes women or birthing people feel like just let down maybe by their bodies or by their doulas or their doctors or their the culture if they don't have the birth that they want. And mm -hmm. I remember in one of my postpartum trainings or in one of my birth doula trainings, we just talked about like 
all the different possible outcomes and what can happen and kind of like spelling that out during pregnancy like sometimes if if we go down this path like sometimes these other things will happen and it's just yeah it's, it's this portal of change and you can't plan everything you know <laughs> like you can't you can have the best intentions and thing you don't always get to decide how it yeah. all unfolds yeah and that's something that i i try to prepare my clients for now and i think it's something that you know like in taking in clients and like going down the doula route you know it's it's hard at first again like just like a first-time mom like if you're a first-time doula and you're going into this work you're you know not exposed to this before you get that experience and to have to see you know a mom like go through something that maybe isn't ideal or exactly like what she had envisioned and like you're seeing it from like a third perspective like you know like you still did an amazing job like you know like maybe this didn't happen or that didn't happen but like you got this and that so it's like again like that perfect scenario you have to prepare them for like hey like these are going to be like our i say like preferences mm -hmm. but you know it might not happen or or there might be like an external factor that like we're not envisioning like how are you going to feel if that happens or like how is this going to go and i think it's like one thing like saying that you're going to like be okay like if like this or that happens like especially working with back moms you know like you hope that they get that vaginal birth but you know, sometimes it doesn't happen. Sometimes there's like different experiences. So I think it's just like being open to that, like change and learning how to, I don't necessarily want to say like accept, but process mm. those changes. Yeah, that's so beautiful. I think that's really helpful just to consider the range of possibilities of what can happen. Because even like, I've never given birth. I'm not a mother, but even in this training, like it just made me realize, you know, spelling out the options of what can happen. It made me realize my own biases and the disappointment I would feel if I didn't have what I wanted. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, this is, this gets heavy fast. If you don't get your dream scenario, you know, especially if you've imagined something happening mm -hmm. in a certain way. Yeah. I think that's helpful just to, you know, talk that out with people and open it up as like a possibility, like, and talking about it as preferences, I think it's really powerful and helpful too. Yeah. Yeah. I think it definitely helps kind of set up the mindset of it and really just open you up to different outcomes like you hope for you know that dream scenario but understanding that like maybe all those things aren't going to be checked and and just you know also though i think it's like there's there's talk sometimes like that like oh well at least like you and the baby are safe or like at least like this and that and i think it's like understanding like even though that's the case there still can be some disappointment or trauma that was exposed to the mother. So I, I think just kind of like going through that situation gently mm -hmm. and knowing that like, you know, if you do have a birth doula or a postpartum doula, like they do care about you in the sense of like, they want you to get what you need and to heal in the best way possible. So they're there to support you along any journey. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's such a great reminder. It makes me think of there's just a range of experiences and expectations and different ways that people plan for motherhood and I see sometimes people are like, "Oh, I I see the value of a birth doula, but I definitely don't need any help in postpartum." And then sometimes people are like, oh, we know we want postpartum support, but we don't need any support for the birth. So I'm kind of, I'm curious because you do, you support people through birth, postpartum, and also emotional support along that spectrum. So I'm curious, just your insights into what should people 
look for or what can be helpful for people in preparing for this time? Because I think there's a lot of times people feel like deer in headlights, like, whoa, I didn't know this is what was going to happen. So I'm curious how you kind of help your clients prepare for this time. Yeah, I feel like it's a full continuous process. So, you know, even before the moment you find out you're pregnant, I think once you step into that role and say, like, I want to be a mother or like, this is the path that, you know, I want to proceed with. I think that's really where your journey ultimately starts and starting there to get your curiosity in a mindset of like, what do I want that to look like? What do I want this process to be like? And understanding, you know, like where along that path do I feel like I need guidance or feel like I need support that I can't get maybe necessarily from the people that are directly around me. And so like a lot of the times, even if you do say like, oh, I just want like a postpartum doula, like I want somebody just to like come over, like, do some house stuff and, and things and such like that. I think like you're not fully able to grasp like what those services are if you're not like initially kind of tapping into that, at least even like that, that space, that realm, because I think, you know, like if they are like taking care of your baby, for example, while you sleep, you need to have trust. You need to have a, you know, relationship built up with this person in order to be able to give them that space and welcome them into your home. So, you know, most like postpartum doulas, I think would kind of do like prenatal appointments, but like kind of seeing like what other services they have or seeing like how else they can help you. Like maybe they have a workbook or like just free resources or, you know, other material that you can really like start building that relationship with them. So that like when the postpartum period comes, you're like, oh, I heard, you know, this episode about whatever, or like, you know, like I know about this or like I'm exposed to this, or you just know that that person is going to be able to have a conversation with you in regards to like anything that's coming up like emotionally or just physically and you can say like hey this doesn't seem right or you know i'm having these thoughts like do you have any experience with that and you're you're comfortable with them so i think like it's really like again that like continuous process of finding somebody that you know you can utilize in multiple ways and really see what their full range of services is. Mm. Yeah, I love that. I know. And it's, I think it's helpful also to have like referral lists. And yeah, I, I think having different ways of offering support to people. I love that idea of a workbook or like I have a list of recipes for freezer meals that mm -hmm. for postpartum mamas, but yeah, I like that idea of creating more resources for for people in that time. It's really helpful. I'm curious, what are some of the complications or things that people should know? Like, let's say someone had a C-section and they wanted to have a vaginal birth. Like, are there any any resources there or suggestions that you have for making that transition? Yeah, I think definitely starting with processing your cesarean birth and really kind of like going through that and seeing like maybe even if it's just writing it down and seeing like where you get caught up on saying like, oh, I wish this would have happened or I wish this didn't happen or, you know, like what's really mentally kind of blocking you or what you think you know, you could have done differently or you could have like stopped this or that. Like, I think that was like a main thing that I needed to go through and something that I hear like a lot of other moms that are preparing for a VBAC, like they need it to process that first cesarean birth and really like understand like that is what happened, but I can have a different outcome moving forward. And so I think that's like number one, like really just like mentally healing from it. And then also, you know, like the physical healing, like I never even knew what scar massage was until I was preparing for my vaginal 
birth. So, you know, you can Google it, you can look up a lot of different resources, but like scar massage is important to make sure that the tissues are really, you know, worked through and what's the word for Re it? Like resilient or Yeah, flexible. as like much as they can be. Mm -hmm. um, so, so that's something like I did, I went to pelvic floor therapy, I did cupping, just like basic hand massages on it, things like that. So like physically recovering from the cesarean as well. And then just kind of preparing your body in a way that maybe you didn't the first time around, or, you know, sometimes it could have been a breach situation where, you know, your provider was like, we have to do cesarean, that's what's happening. And so now like, you might just kind of be like, oh, like I just don't wanna have a breech birth again, like maybe spinning babies or different movements, like different things that you can kind of do to help prevent those outcomes again. And you know, sometimes it's just situations that are like out of your control. So I think it's really just kind of looking at it differently and processing and understanding that you can have a different birth. It doesn't have to be, I think a lot of people think like, oh, like once you have a cesarean, you always have a cesarean. Like that's just what it is. And I think kind of like pushing that boundary and like getting curious on what your other options are. You know, there's like crazy scenarios too that they say like, oh, like you'll never be able to have a vaginal birth. Like your pelvis is too small or like the way that your incision is. And I think just like, continuously pushing that and getting curious about it and finding a provider who is willing to support your desires. And I think like you have to want it. I think, you know, like to go through and, and have another cesarean, I think, you know, that's a decision that's perfectly understandable as well. And there's people that do that, you know, that's a choice that they're making. But if you want to have that vaginal birth, I think, looking at what all your options are and constantly kind of like pushing for like, well, why does this have to be the case? What can I do or what are my other options is helpful. That is so beautiful. I think that <laughs> makes so much sense. Like looking at all of your resources and then also doing kind of a deep dive into the self and processing what happened. Because oftentimes if we aren't able to process and be witnessed in our pain, it keeps returning and it doesn't move forward. And so I think to, you know, be held and either through writing or through talking with your partner or talking with, you know, someone else who's able to hold space for that container of shifting that dynamic I think that can be really helpful. And then also looking yeah. at the actual tissues because there's that idea like the issues are in our tissues or like the body keeps the score. Like our bodies hold these memories and hold these stories. And so through massage or through movement and, you know, just kind of like releasing those stories and like just dismantling that like stagnant energy of a story that we've been telling ourselves and figuring out a new way to tell that story, I think mm. could be so empowering. That's really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. Like figuring out a new way to tell that story and really kind of changing that narrative and seeing like, you know, this maybe was out of my control. There is nothing that like I done, like I did specifically, my body can do this. You know, my baby wasn't too big. My pelvis wasn't too small. Like it's a different experience. It's a new baby. It's a new time. I think just understanding that and going through it. I mean, we started like a local support group here specifically for cesareans and vagin and VBACs. And it's been really awesome just seeing like these women come together, like maybe some of them just had a cesarean and they know that they want to have kids again one day, but they don't know what that looks like or how long they should wait or what that process is like. Or maybe, you know, they are pregnant with their second and they are preparing for that vaginal birth after cesarean. And they're kind of like, you know, bringing up these fears or just like, 
you know, having questions about like, well, what if this happens? What if that happens? Like, I think like VBAC moms are really unique in the sense of like, they want to find as much information as possible so that they can feel empowered and, you know, ready to take on what that is going to look like. So I think really kind of like chasing that curiosity and seeing, you know, what information is out. Finding people that believe in you is going to help encourage you along that path. Like I definitely had resistance from other people in going and preparing for my VBAC. Like they were like, well, you're going to at least be in the hospital, right? Or like, what? You're going to do that? Like, isn't that scary? Like there's a lot of risks involved. And I mean, if you compare it, like there's just as many risks to have a repeat cesarean as there is to have a VBAC. So, Mm. you know, I think it's just making the decision and feeling confident in that decision that you're going to take is really like what's going to help. Yeah. Oh, that's so empowering. I think just feeling (laughs) confident in your decision and proceeding in that way because our minds will tell us what we're capable of. And if we tell ourselves and surround ourselves with people that say you can't do it, then you can't do it. But if you find a community that's like, you can do this and you you know, do mindset work and physical body work and you know, educating yourself, I think that is such a great step. You know, obviously that doesn't hear all things. There's like privilege, there's access, there's so many other layers, but I think mindset is an an interesting starting point and can make a big difference in what we think we're capable of and then just being more confident and proceeding from that place. Yeah. Hey, mamas. I just wanted to take a second and stop real quick and talk about postpartum university. If you are a mama or if you are a professional serving moms, it is an amazing resource to have. And there is also now monthly memberships that you can be a part of to get training resources and materials to help moms heal in the postpartum period. And like I said, if you're a mom, there are amazing resources for you there as well to help along the way. I'm going to leave a link in the show notes for you to check that out. And with that, let's just get back to the episode. Yeah, I'm curious, you know, just talking about that idea of the difference between your postpartum in your for your C-section versus your VBAC. I'm curious what that felt like. Like how were they different? Yeah, I mean, obviously like with my cesarean, I didn't have a vaginal birth. So, you know, I was totally clueless on what like recovery was going to be like for that. Like, I didn't know if I was going to bleed still or like what that process was going to be like. And, you know, if you don't know, you do still have a period afterwards. You do still, you know, bleed after a cesarean birth. And you also have this massive scar on your body and you're kind of, you know, you're physically kind of restrained to that incision. And it was interesting, like, to have to come home with this little baby. And, you know, I couldn't lay down all the way, it was too painful to get in and out of bed. And I was nursing her too, like different positions that you have to hold them in, because you don't want them to irritate the scar or touch the scar, really kind of like taking that and not knowing what that was going to be like. Like I did not prepare to have a cesarean. Like up until the day that it happened, I had no idea that that was going to be my postpartum experience. So I think also like just being in that kind of like new mom state or just even just like that new baby state, navigating all of that, I kind of pushed myself to the back. Like it was like all focus on the baby And I really didn't take time to understand like what had happened to me and like what that process was like. And it probably wasn't until about six months postpartum that I felt like I almost like came up for air. And I was like, what happened? Like, what did I do? Like I had major surgery. Like I was in the OR, like, like 
I think it really was just kind of pushed down and set aside until all of a sudden I realized, you know, like what I had been through. So that postpartum experience was really just like a, a huge, massive, like realization and kind of like understanding of what my body had been through and like healing from that trauma and, and really kind of processing it in that sense. And then, you know, then with my VBAC, it was the first vaginal birth that I ever had. And like, I had, I had to get stitches. And so like, you know, like recovering from stitches internally versus like the scar stitches and everything, navigating that, like understanding how my pelvic floor was different in that scenario, feeling like I physically could move better, but still needing to have to take the time to heal and recover was challenging because I was like, well, I feel so much better than I did, you know, with the C-section because I'm not like on pain meds and I'm not like, you know, having to deal with a scar, but there's other things that come with your body in the postpartum period with having a vaginal birth. So it was really kind of just like navigating those two. And also now with also had a toddler. You know, it's it's not you're not just caring for the newborn, you're also caring for a toddler as well. So, you know, you think like, oh, like I've already done this once, like this is going to be easy. But now you're, you know, juggling two kids and and going through that process. So I, I think with every time you have a baby, you're entering that motherhood experience again and again. Mm, yeah, that's so beautiful. Just kind of the different layers of it that it brings with each new new pregnancy. Mm-hmm. I'm curious how you did process your birth, if there's anything you want to share there or suggestions. Like one thing that comes to mind is kind of the idea of parts work where you create a dialogue between like a part of your body and mm-hmm. your wiser self. It's something that I've done with my therapist that it's really fun and brings out some things so I'm like oh that could be fun to do with the womb like just first thought best thought like writing out a dialogue of like your womb and you know other parts of your body or your spirit you know and just yeah. like, that dialogue of what comes but I'm curious if there was any resources that helped you like therapy or someone you worked with or a course you took or a book you read if there's like anything really juicy that helped you kind of heal from your experiences? Yeah, I think it was a combination of a bunch of stuff. I think honestly, like I said, like at that six month postpartum like point, like I really was like, what is happening? What's going on? Like, I remember like being bedroom floor crying not even knowing like I was like who am I like what Mm. is like what is motherhood like what is going on I have you know gone back to work and was really you know diving into that all again and it was just sort of what's happening so I think like I like I'm one to like, I don't just do one thing. Like (laughs) I just like massively start like five things at once. So it was like, (laughs) I don't know like what one thing specifically really triggered it, but I think moving my body more and really just kind of like experiencing like the flow of how my body wanted to move and like releasing energy in that sense was super helpful. Finding something creative to do and really like stimulating my mind, I think helped a lot. Like even if it's just journaling or like, uh, you know, listening to music, like really just kind of like finding a puzzle to do or, you know, like anything like that, that's really just like engaging your mind in a way that's different than caring for your baby or caring for yourself. And then, you know, focusing on yourself though, too. Like I did a lot of like, I'm going to take a bath night. Like (laughs) I'm Mm going to, I need to just get out of the house and be by myself. I need to, you know, engage in conversations with adults like I need to you know separate myself from who I was as a mom or an employee or like anything of that sort like I needed to really just disengage and be like somebody on my own 
also just kind of like how I was feeling my body, what I was like taking in and, and how that was affecting me. Yeah, I think it was just, you know, a huge spew of things that I really, I have tried to really capture and and go through that process of of what it was like to really heal in that sense and starting my podcast and really talking about my experience and talking with other people i think when we hear other people's journeys and other people's experiences we really are able to be like oh maybe that's what i was going through or maybe that's how i was feeling and really connecting in that sense and trying to understand like if you had to tell your story, what would that look like? What would that be? Yeah. And I think just, you know, sparking all that curiosity, like getting more in tune with maybe your feminine side and creativity and, and really just, you know, maybe playing with your kid <laughs> in a sense of like, like just that playful energy. Yeah. I think oh. it was a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. I know. I, I, I never like, do just one thing either I'm always like all the things <laughs> so I totally relate to that so beautiful and I am so curious to hear a little bit more about your podcast because I feel like in order to do the work of a podcast it you have to really have a fire lit under you to maintain it and you've been very consistent I'm curious to how you've done that because for me I've like fallen off here and there but but I love doing it too. It's just so fun to have these conversations with, with other people that have these rich experiences. So yeah, I'm curious like how you, I guess how you have stayed consistent with the podcast and what that has brought to your life. Yeah, I think for me, it's been very therapeutic. It's been something that, you know, like I get to detach from. And yes, I talk about motherhood. Yes, it's still like, you know, tied to who I am as a mom. But like, it's my own unique time to really have deep, engaging conversations with people. It's my time to help understand, you know, what I'm going through or resources that can like help me. So like almost it's like, I crave it and I want to do it. So like it helps me stay consistent. And then I see like the benefits that other people are getting from it. So it it's then like fueling it on that sense. Like I feel like what helps keep a podcast consistent is like you're doing it, you know, because it lights you up and like you're getting that you know, excitement from it yourself. And you feel so strongly about this information that you want it to get out there that it kind of propels you in this sense of, well, I, like I'm already recording these like awesome conversations. Like I need to get it out there so like other people can like consume it and get intrigued by it and really, you know, have that almost, you know, I think podcasts are so unique because it is like you can just pop in your headphones or play it in your car and you can listen to a full-blown conversation and never have to jump in or say anything. So, you know, like maybe it's more like appealing to introverts in a way in that sense, because like they can, you know, listen to all of this, but they don't have to engage in any sort of, you know, conference room or like, you know, be there and, or like seem like they're eavesdropping. It's like they get to consume and really, how do you say it? Yeah, it's mm. almost like being a fly on the wall of like yeah. these fun conversations. Like I am such a podcast junkie and I think part of it is because I'm an introvert and I want to like hear those conversations, but I don't always want to have to have the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think, you know, like I was always listening to podcasts before I started mine. And it was just something that like, you know, I would play in the car when I was driving or like walking around the house or whatever it may be. Like I was always, you know, putting something on because I'm such a like seeker of knowledge and like gaining more information and like, how can I know more? And I think it's a different experience than maybe like, you know, watching a video or like you're not scrolling anywhere like it literally like 
can just be something that is there while you're living your like everyday life. Like you can be walking, you can be, you know, out with your kids and still just like pop in like one earbud. And I think it's just such a cool experience. So like I was already consuming them and I was like, oh, like, wouldn't that be cool if I could be a podcaster? <laughs> it's I like one that. of those things, you know, you buy like your first like pair of headphones and mic and you're like getting all giddy and then you're like wait like how do I actually do this like how do I <laughs> upload it like <laughs> um I think it's just you know like one of those things like then you like actually have to figure out like how do I make this work and I think like that was exciting for me too to really like you know learn something new and I think putting ourselves through new experiences is a way of like healing as well. Like we're, you know, getting our mind activated and working in a way that it's never done before. And so like, it's exciting. And so, yeah, I think that's why like I continue to do it. And I did take like a little break, like just this past, I guess it was fall ish, mm -hmm. like the end of the end of last year, because it was just like everything coming and I wanted to like, you know, be able to touch back for the holidays and like engage with my family a little bit more. So I intentionally, you know, took that time to really like disconnect and recharge so that I could like come back a new year, like starting again. Um, and I think that's what's cool about podcasts too. Like you can do that. Like you intentionally say like to your listeners, hey, like, I'm going to take a break right now. But like, this is where else like I'm going to be hanging out or like consume, like I said, like consume the other 120 episodes that I have. If you just started listening now, like there's a whole bunch of them that you can go back to and listen to. So there's always that like evergreen of content that like somebody that's just finding you, like maybe this is the very first episode that they're listening to and they enjoy the conversation. So then they're going to go back and just continue to consume or look and scroll through the titles and say like, Oh, that sounds interesting. And I think that's, what's really cool about it. Yeah. Oh my, so it's such a, yeah. There is so much there. It's such a fun platform. I similarly just love getting to have these conversations and it's, it is so fun to listen back and just notice, oh, that's what that person was really saying. Like it's, mm -hmm. I love being able to kind of relive the conversations too. It's helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And I edit all my episodes still. And like, I love like going back through and listening to it again, because sometimes when you're having that conversation with somebody, you even forget what you said, or you forget like what they said and to have it just record it and there to tap into like over and over again, I think is just a really neat philosophy. And it's different than, you know, like, and even with transcripts and stuff, though, too, like they can be, you know, consumed in different ways. So there's a lot there. It's good yeah. content. <laughs> yeah, so good. And actually, as you say that, it reminds me, there's like a form of therapy of just recording your conversations and then like with a therapist or whatever and then re-listening and listening to what you say is can be such medicine and really reveal to yourself maybe how you want to shift your story or how you're thinking about things and makes you realize like oh I could shift this dynamic in a different way so that's that's interesting just how it can be like a form of therapy too yeah 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 I completely agree with that. Yeah, so interesting. Well, I absolutely love chatting with you, Sarah Marie. <laughs> I have a couple bonus questions if there's time. Is that okay? Yeah, sure. Okay. okay, awesome. So I'm curious, one thing you feel really grateful for in your life right now? Oh, one thing. I think... I don't know. I like what's coming to mind like immediately right now is like I have this picture of my kids like sitting here like I love consuming myself with like things that I like enjoy, but just their relationship and seeing them bond, I think has been really cool and something that I never, you know, knew that I'd be able to you know, see and really just seeing like their excitement in this time in their life and just again like learning new things and and having those experiences oh so beautiful yeah that's so sweet i love seeing siblings together it's just like the best so precious 
I'm curious, something you're excited about in the year ahead. Hmm. I feel like I'm always terrible at these like rapid fire oh, questions. But... <laughs> they're, kind of, they're a little heavy. They're, yeah, they're not like the easiest. Think... It's not like coffee or tea, but coffee or tea. <laughs> I think there's a lot of stuff that I'm really excited about this year. I think, you know, we have a couple weddings coming up. Like we have, you know, different things planned. We might, you know, try again for another baby like <laughs> the year is still so young i think that like really anything can happen and yeah i'm just excited to see like where things go like where the podcast goes where my business goes like where my curiosity goes like where just you can really kind of tap into a lot of different stuff and the people that i'll meet i think that's what's been like the most fun like again, like being like mostly introverted, but like also like really enjoying like, you know, people's company and stuff. Like I like to say like, I'm like introverted except for like around my friends. I feel like yeah. I'm like a different <laughs> person around people that I like thoroughly enjoy being around. And so just meeting new people that I'm gonna connect with. Like if I think this past year, all of the people that, I've been able to connect with and how cool of an experience that's been. I can only imagine like the amount of people that I'm going to connect with and hear from and learn from in the next year. So, yeah. Oh, so beautiful. Yeah, I love that. I'm curious, something that has been a challenge that you've overcome? Recently or just in general? Yeah, whatever comes to mind could be recently or in general. Mm. Yeah, I think, let's see, I think there's always like, ex like excitements and then like challenges too. And I think, you know, like my VBAC was definitely something that was a challenge that I had overcome in this past year. And also just like building a relationship with my husband again, I think has been an experience, but it's something that like is challenging to like remember to tap into that and connect with them in that sense because you are like you know like working on yourself and now you're parenting and you have your children and it's like you have to remember that like that relationship is there too and i think like learning new ways for us to communicate together and learning new ways of you know like connecting has been challenging with two kids so, you know, like they're, they're everywhere and they're, they're busy. So I think like remembering that and remembering that, like, you know, you want to have that relationship with them it, in any sense, like with, if you have a partner or just like, you know, relationships in your life and making that more of a priority, I think, and understanding, you know, the importance of, of that partnership. Yeah, so beautiful. I think it's really, it can be so challenging to navigate the relationship dynamics in postpartum and motherhood and parenting. And it's, but it's like, okay, that's, that's what brought you together. So yeah, yeah just kind of yeah. prioritizing that is, can be such good medicine. Amazing. Any last resources or anything that you want to shout out anything that's been helpful in your journey, a book or a podcast or something that you want to, yeah. uh, that you offer? Yeah, I mean, definitely like head on over wherever you're listening to this podcast, you can find Entering Motherhood and I'll share all of the links that I have as far as like, I have a whole page on my website that's full of resources and all of those resources are past guests that have been on the podcast. So it sends you like right to their episode where you can find them, like how you can find more information with them. And that's something that like I really compiled. And then I'm also starting to do you know, like some free resources that are basically like couple page PDFs of simple, you know, like hacks and tips and ways that you can like navigate the postpartum period or even just like items that I've found useful. And it's not like specific brands or anything like that. It's really just kind of like basic things that have helped me along my postpartum experience for both, but slowly like building that up more. I really want to create more resources for specifically like recovering from cesareans and like preparing for VBACs because I think they are very unique 
as opposed to just like a general, you know, list or resource of, of postpartum material. Yeah, that's such a brilliant idea. I'll definitely have links for all of that in the show notes. So thank yeah. you for creating all of that. Amazing. Well, Sarah Marie, thank you again so much for making time. It was such a delight to connect with you and just be inspired by all that you're doing and all that you're helping people with. Oh, I saw also that you offer one-on-one -on -one consults with people. Just wanted to leave a little space just to talk about that too, actually. Yeah. What does that look like? Because that seems like something that could be done virtually. Yeah, yeah, that can 100% be something that's done virtually. Like, I mean, just like we're connecting here, it's just a way like you can get, I make workbooks for, you know, either birth, or like pregnancy, birth and postpartum, really kind of like being there as a contact person as you're working through that material, or even just like, if you kind of want to, you know, pick my brain in a sense of like my experience and then like what I can, you know, help you with, which is really kind of like understanding your pregnancy and birth and postpartum experience a little bit more and, and using the resources that I've gained amazing cool thank you so much sarah marie and have uh have a wonderful day and i'm excited to trade podcasts and be on your podcast in the yeah future yeah thank you so much this has been amazing oh yes it's so fun to connect with you well i hope you enjoyed that episode as much as i did creating it and thank you so much for being here this week and getting a chance to learn more about motherhood and your journey here being a mom. If you loved this swap idea and you want to hear more episodes that I have been guesting on recently, let me know and I will make sure to share them with you so that you can hear about other amazing, awesome podcasts that are out there that are supplying information for moms. Thank you, mamas, so much for listening. Remember, you are a rock star. I believe in you. Let's doula this. Let's crank it up a notch and let's kick it into high gear together. Hit that subscribe button. Share this episode with a friend. Message me, email me, call me, beat me. You know how to reach me. We're doing this, mamas. I am so excited to catch you here next week. This is your one-stop go-to place for helping you find the resources you need to make the best choices for you and your family during pregnancy, birth, and most importantly, postpartum. See you later, mamas.